0: the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. Blessed Lent to, uh, to all of you. Temptation Sunday. The scriptures speaks of three main incidents where Satan is almost face-to-face with the person, Adam, Job, and the Lord. Adam was definitely through the serpent. Job was very clear. Satan came before God to accuse Job. And then from this point on, Job was tried really, really hard. He was tempted and tested to his very core through natural disasters. Job loses his wealth and through sickness Job loses his health and through his wife Job is encouraged to curse God and die and through his friends Job is portrayed or at least told that he's unrighteous and that he's not good and that he's a sinner and that he needs to search his soul. And both his wife and his friends were wrong and Job remains righteous. Satan came to accuse Job through a very close group of people dear friends a household member and things that seems things that seem to be normal natural disasters winds sickness but the attack was on job job was tested and so the lord in the same way was tested after being filled with the spirit the bible tells us that the spirit led him not to fast the spirit led him to be tested the lord's fasting came as a byproduct being in the wilderness But the Spirit led the Lord into the wilderness to be tested. And so the question is, if you are the Son of God, if the witness that we have seen coming from heaven, the voice that we've heard coming upon you in the Jordan, saying, this is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased, then is it really you? Are you truly the Son of God? What are you made of? Are you faithful to the Father? The question is Are you truly faithful? If you are truly the Son of God, are you truly faithful or are you willing to deal with me? By the way, I don't think Satan coming to Job or again as Job or coming to the Lord. I don't think his intention was let me see if he will actually eat or I don't think his intention was let me see if he will actually jump off the cliff but the question the question really was are you faithful this is the heart of the matter satan is not really you know, interested in luring the Lord to transform stones into bread. He's not really interested in, you know, being cunning to tell him, you know, jump off a cliff and let's see if the angels will carry you. These are devices. But the true test is if you are faithful or not. Did Satan tempt and tested others throughout the scriptures? Yes. Yes. But when I referred to these three incidents, I referred to them because these were very obvious. We are told that Satan came to tempt them. And so, Satan, in this gospel that we've read, is named the tempter, is named the devil, and is named Satan. And so, of course, the Lord remains faithful to God. The Gospel of Luke tells us that he left him after this until a different opportunity comes to him to test him. But by the way, when you read the Gospel of Luke immediately in that very same chapter, chapter four, the people attempted to throw him off a cliff, off a cliff. And shortly after, they wanted him to make him a king. Still through, Satan and shortly after we know that Peter tells him do not be crucified and he says get behind me Satan and so sometimes close circles could be a source of temptation too a source of testing and so he tells Peter get behind me Satan and then the Bible tells us that Judas one of the disciples the devil Satan enters into him The Lord was never without the temptation. (coughs) Faithful always. And so we are. We're always tested. We're always tempted. We always have this question. Are we tested by God? Or are we tempted by, by the devil? It's actually... Both, actually, three th- sources in Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 2, the Bible says uh, that the Lord your God has led you in the wilderness for 40 years to be tested. To make you hungry and to test your heart. To see what is, what's in your heart. To humble you and to test you. He tells them exactly, to humble you and to test you. And to see what's in your heart. How are you going to do that? He says, let me see if you keep my commandments. So does God test us? Yes. He does not test us by evil. That's what the Bible tells us. He can test us by sickness. Yes. He can test us by hunger. Yes. He can test us by poverty. Yes. He can. And what's the main test? To see if we are faithful. This is the test that we're in. Could we be the source Of temptation, yes. St. James tells us that everyone is tempted by their own desires and being enticed we're led to sin and when sin is completed death comes. So God, God tests us. We tempt ourselves. But also the Bible tells us That Satan has his devices against us. And St. Paul says, We are not ignorant of his devices. We know his devices. We know what he does. We know what he's after. He says, Even his servants are able to transform themselves into angels of light. So they would appear like an angel of light, but they're demonic. I'll tell you a story. This this happened, by the way, in the nineteenth century. This is not so, something in like in the third century monastic life. This is this is nineteenth century. So a monk goes to his abbot, and he says, "I want to live alone. I want to live in seclusion. I want to be a hermit." So the abbot says, "My son, live among us." um serve the brother do your prayers and live in peace and you will be rewarded and receive your crown he says my father i truly have this desire on my heart i want to live in seclusion he says my son this is not for you remain in the monastery he says this is i have this on my heart i want to go and pray always to god he says my son remain in the monastery serve the brothers do your prayers live in peace and you will earn your crown so the monk did not listen and went on to a cave alone prayed continuously day and night for a very long period of time after a while he started to hear a voice praying along with him praying along with him. And after that, he started to smell a good smell and amazing fragments. So he says, Lord, is it you? Are you here with us? Don't think this monk is naive or or stupid. This is a monk. So he decides to keep begging to see if this is the Lord or not. And he would not receive an answer for a little bit. And then after a while, he received an answer. He says, yes, it is me, but you cannot see me in your fleshly, in your flesh. You cannot see me. He says, Lord, I beg you. He says, I'll let you see an angel of mine. And an angel appeared to him and he prostrated to him. And he says, whatever the angel tells you, that you do. Is it. the angel told him, continue what you're doing. and I'm going to stand there next to you, pray. Then after a while, he told him, "You need to edify the people that are gonna come to you. You need to sit down and read the Old Testament, read books, and I will stand here praying for you." So he sees the angel praying for him, and he sits down and reads books. So the monk left his prayers, sitting down reading books. Then after a while, people came to him, so he started to give advices. And he sees the monk standing. uh, He sees the angel standing praying for him. So later on, he started to tell the people what happens in their life based on what this angel, supposed to be an angel, is telling him. And after a while, the monks in the monastery started to hear that this monk alone never speaks of the New Testament, never speaks of the apostles, never speaks of the Lord. He only uses the Old Testament. They knew there's something about this. And they were told that even when somebody brought up the Lord's name, he said he changed the, the, the subject and went on back to what he's comfortable with. So they knew that there's a demon around him. So they prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed until the demon left him. So they went and got him back. They tell him, tell a story from the Old Testament he cannot remember. Told him, read any reading. He forgot how to read. He was deceived. The people that came to him were deceived. The angel was Satan. And the whole thing started from a deception by Satan. And so, St. Paul tells us he later on was restored into his monastic rank. This is like what I said, this is 19th century. This is not far from us. So St. Paul tells us we're not ignorant of his devices, but maybe that's St. Paul, but I think we are ignorant of his devices. So his angels or his servants are able to transform themselves into angels of light. And his servants and angels are able to deceive all of us. Let us give them beautiful names and beautiful words. And put under them things that are deceptive. Let us speak of free choice. And we call it abortion. Let them kill babies. And we tell them, these are your bodies. Let's speak of, let them be in, in moral degeneracy. Let, this, let us speak of love. But it's actually homosexuality. It's a deception. Let us speak of liberty. But it's going away from the will of God. This is the deception that we live in. Let them live and love the glamorous world. And let them desire it more and more. This is deception. This is satanic. This is demonic. You know what else he would say? Please don't misunderstand me. People in church gossip a lot. So I will not go to church. That's the solution to avoid gossip is not to come to church. Church is rich. They have three buildings. Let's not donate money to church. I will donate to another charity and I will never do. Let me postpone things that I think that are important in my life. Let him do it tomorrow and tomorrow and day after and day after and it will never happen. Give them so much Christian media that you don't get up and pray. Let them be occupied by things, busy by doing things and activities and functions and call it under whatever name you wanna call it. So long, they leave their prayers. So what do we do from now? Thank God that we have a high priest who's tempted in all things without sin. Thank God we have the Lord. Thank God for his grace and mercy. We thank him because he is gracious and he gave us his spirit and his spirit dwells in us and give us his strength so that we can overcome. We need to lean on His grace. We need to run to Him. So always, always see God's will and always test your intentions. Two, never leave prayers. Never leave prayers. You don't wanna come to service, don't come to service, don't leave your prayer. Your commitment is first to God. Never leave your prayers. Tired, pray. Exhausted, pray. Busy, pray more. Worried, pray harder. Never leave prayers. Third, live humbly. And live in meekness do not be distracted by the things in in the world and so live a humble life do not run after wanting more and more live a humble life and always seek the mercy of god always seek the mercy of god so i'll give you the three things again Seek the will of God in all you do. And seek his grace always. Do not leave your prayers. Live a humble life. Not desire anymore. And glory be to God forever.